What's going on, everybody? It's October 19th, 2016. How are you? My name is BK. Welcome to the AA show, uh, Absolute Abstinence Show. Uh, no more alcohol for a while. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I sound hungover, but I'm not. I, I just ate food and I'm really full. So I'm going to be ab- abstinent from food from now on. I, I regret eating tonight. <laughs> My stomach is just rumbling. But anyways, uh, well, how has your week been? Has it been good? Great? Awesome? Okay? Cool. Because uh, time is going to change again in two weeks with the daylight savings coming to an end, which I'll get to in a couple weeks. Uh, I, 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 I complain every six months, eight months, six months about this thing. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just, just want to cover whatever happened over the last week or so in the world. I'm st- uh, Personally, I'm still catching up. Uh, jet lag is finally gone from Europe, uh, kind of back to the normal routine here back in the united states uh catching up on the presidential debates work blah 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 all that stuff so it's been good and then uh weather here it's been uh, uh it's been interesting because there was a storm that came here because of a typhoon songa in pacific ocean and then i uh, created a ruckus over here last week late last week you know antis- anticipating huge winds like 50 60 miles an hour uh, power is going out, blah, 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 but uh, yeah, nothing really happened. And then uh, people are stocking up on food and non-perishable items and then water especially. People are freaking out, stocking up on water. But I didn't do any of that, you know, coming from Midwest and, you know, East in Canada. You know, like, you know, over rain, you know, what's going to happen. But although it's good to be prepared, right? But um, at the same time. You know, I I didn't think rain was going to impact my life. So, and then, uh, thankfully, the, uh, I guess the uh, storm projection was a little off so that uh, we didn't get 60 mile an hour wind, but power went out for some folks, uh, but not as much as, uh, not as many households as uh, it could have been. And then the wind was pretty strong. I was out Saturday. I had to walk somewhere quick, and then I was like, I was snapchatting away, I was like, yeah, stored my ass, but then, uh, about 20, 25 minutes in, walking around here in Bellevue, I started feeling the wind, I think it was about 35, 40 miles an hour, and I was like, okay, I'm starting to get some resistance in walking here, and then it started pouring quite a bit, but then uh, the rain went away in like, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then uh, it was kind of peaceful, and and then the sun came back up Monday and Tuesday, and then rain's coming back today, you know, so it feels like a Seattle weather. I don't know, vitamin D is lacking as always. But, uh, you know, the we, we've, we've survived, so uh, that's good news. Uh, what else happened? Speaking of storm and terrible weather, uh, yeah, the third and final presidential so-called debate happened tonight. Uh, I'm not going to go in-depth over it, you know, I'm not going to have one off, so I guess it perfectly lied with the episode tonight. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, nothing really significant happened other than, you know, the Republican candidate, Donald Trump, the, who I call the shit-throwing orangutan, um, he, I guess, ahead, I, somebody said New York Times and Wall Street finally agree on something, you know, to con- contrasting uh, political positions they usually have, you know, Wall Street Journal, a little more capitalistic and republican if you want to call it rupert murdoch owns them you know so um and new york times more liberal bias some people might call it but um what is the headline tonight i can't remember all of a sudden 
Trump won't. Let me see here. I want to get the exact title right. The headline. Trump won't commit to accepting vote if he loses. That's what Wall Street Journal said. New York Times said... What did they say? Trump won't say if he will accept election results. So if you haven't heard the last week, you know, I if everything goes against, you know, it looks bad for Donald Trump. He just says, you know, everything's rigged, rigged against him. The system's against him. It's a disaster. You know, all that blah, 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 all that stupid shit. And then uh, Chris Wallace of Fox News, who moderated the debate tonight, asked, so uh, would you, if when the election happens and then if he loses, will he accept the results? And he just goes... Well, I'll let you know, uh, you know, when we see the results and then he'll, uh, get back to people, you know. What, what did he say? He will take, he will keep the suspense or whatever. Yeah, and then, uh, I think this turned many people off, you know, because they said that, that's, come on, man. It's like, you're, he's questioning, and then, you know, Barack Obama yesterday said, stop whining, start campaigning. And other folks are like, you know, like, you, you're... You're doubting the entire system that's been around for 240 years of this country. Really, Donald? Really? Blah, 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 blah. So, that happened. And, uh, you know, I haven't heard anything significant. Well, until the WikiLeaks came in as a question 10 minutes in by Chris Wallace. Like, hey, in the WikiLeaks email, another WikiLeaks stuff came out uh, out of uh, the uh, senior advisor of uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, camp John Podesta, uh, you know he he said that uh, you know like there was some email chain about Hillary giving talk for two hundred twenty thousand in Brazil, you know like the open border she would be open for open borders and open minds blah 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 and as soon as that came in the debate went south for the first ten minutes you know Trump as usual doesn't sound like a prepared man he sounded like a defeated man. And then until Hillary said, you know, WikiLeaks is, you know, corroborated by Russian government and all that. And then Donald started going off on her, you know, like, oh, like the, the simple answer of open border. And then all that question has gone to Putin. What's up? What's up? And then like started to bully his way. And then the, the, I'm not going to go into it. It went the way it went the first two debates, you know, and then denying everything he said. And then he did, as always. And then he said, he, want, he doesn't have specific plans on how to fix Social Security and Medicare and all that entitlement programs. And then how he's going to, yeah, and then he just goes, I, you know, I care about more about black people and Latin Americans and inner city automatically associating every single African-American with inner city for some reason, blah, blah, blah. And Hillary gave, you know, political politician answer. And then uh, I was watching the CBS uh, news uh, coverage right afterwards where they usually have those like, what, 20, 25 uh, undecided uh voter uncommitted voters i don't understand why they keep doing this and then the apparently amongst that group it was even 50 50 uh hillary won donald won and i'm like stop trying to make this a horse race again you know cnn is infamous for this you know because the guy who's running cnn zep zucker uh used to run nbc you might have heard his his name when conan o'brien was on the tonight show and then you know he was a main leader there who gave the tonight show back to leno blah blah blah, all that fiasco and then but he also you know recently took credit for you know i got donald trump to do apprentice in 2001 too when he was a executive at nbc entertainment 
great and then he's just trying to make this entertaining after he got kicked out of NBCN went to CNN and became the CNN worldwide leader or whatever they started covering all the stupid shit like the Malaysian airline you know breaking news every two seconds for that's not breaking news blah 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 you know trying to get to the most common denominator of shit show you know and then they got the ratings up great but it's not it's not helping us and then you know people are criticizing you know media you know channels like this for you know skewing the election for making it a horse race and trying to have false equivalency and they just hired the guy who used to run the uh, Trump campaign, Chris Lewandowski or whatever his name, the guy who beat up some guy in the street after one of the Trump rallies, you know. So I don't know. And then the uh, <coughs> the uh, these uh, uncommitted voters, you know, I I I don't understand. Like like Bill Maher said, if you're still uncommitted at this stage, you're an idiot, you know. And, and in general, every election, the uncommitted voters are, in my opinion, generally idiots unless you have real two really compelling candidates we we haven't seen in a long long time because you know one side goes actually a few of those uncommitted voters clearly said you know why hillary looked more presidential this is not fair and then some of them who are trump voters like one guy said i'm going completely going from trump to hillary i was like okay fine and then a few ladies like they didn't know like they're still undecided after tonight and i'm like what the fuck and then the guy who i guess handled these uncommitted voters finally say oh come on what the heck do you want and then the lady finally say, I, uh, I don't know <laughs> there's no other choice there's no other debate we got 19 days left what do you want what do you want i i want the truth and they're like what the hell like truth what one guy mentioned about haiti and the clinton foundation well they didn't get all the money he was like well that happens at every fucking disaster with red cross you know like you want to you want to cherry pick one foundation where they raised the money and it went to the corrupt leadership in Haiti. That's a foundation's fault. I I mean, they did their job, right? Yeah, whatever. I'm 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 not like 100% Hillary fan either. Like I said, if you listen to the last two debate reviews, like she doesn't really answer it either. But you know, like I said, you got four choices in you know, outside the Republican and Democratic party. You got the but you got to admit, three out of the four, 75% of the cho- big choices you're given are complete morons. You know, they, they live in this dream world. Green Party, Libertarian, or Republican. They live in the dream world. And then they, don't, they haven't worked in any public office, which people say is a bad thing. But if you don't have a concrete plan that doesn't add up logically, or mathematically, financially, how could you you know, vote that person, and then, yeah, that's three out of four, and one doesn't really answer the question, and then, who's, I don't know, getting knocked for being from Bill Clinton era and Barack Obama era, but you know what, those two eras have, have had this country thrive economically, you know, so I think Hillary said one good thing, it's like, you know what, it took, it took eight years to get going again in a, at a slower pace than we wanted like the gdp is not growing the way we want gross domestic product but you know now we need to start running again and then like pick me it's been you know we've had the worst economic disaster since the great depression which is true and then it took 10 years to you know have this brew and then it took 10 years to kind of get back onto the level 
you want. And you want to pick a guy who is unpredictable and causes more vol- like volatility, you know, further politically and economically. You know, like there was a Bloomberg article yesterday. More people are like ho- holding on to their cash because more investors because they're, you know, this has been the highest level since 9-11 because of the fear that, you know, just in case, you know, Trump gets elected and then things go unpredictable, you know. I do you want that? Do you want a guy who just wants to undo everything and then don't have a concrete plan as to what he what to do? Anyways, like I think the choice is obvious, but who knows? Like the like the people like at CNN and these undecided idiots, you know, are making this look as even. But, you know, I you know, that that brings me to the next point. Um I think it's we live in a society that's very easy to blame and i'm recording this blaming other things you know although i can't vote you know what maybe i'm contributing to it but you know what at least i'm trying to offer a different perspective on it so whatever so i think people are very easy to jump and say you know what like the south park says you want to pick the third or the third sandwich or the what was the other one it's it's two evils and you got to pick one well, you know, you even if you're given two bad choices and un, unfavorable choices, you do have to pick one that will keep the, the, you know, whatever democracy the country has left and decency it has left. Yes, like one side is more lean towards, you know, rich investors and the 1%. And then one percent, and one one side is co- lives in that one percent, yet acts like it's for the ninety nine percent. But you need to, we need to look at this in the long term, and this goes for the Bernie voters too, not just the Trump voters, it's the Tea Party people. You know, it's like Bernie or bus people. Like you know, like you need to look at this long term, and like Bernie said, look, your democracy, and then the principle of the country is at stake, and then it's very easy to criticize and the thing you can do is make the right choice the obvious choice and i think especially the last eight years since the recession or 08 around that time even without the recession you know we've 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 been exposed to a lot of technology and medium that allows us to you know criticize things much faster and on a whim you know and all those things and you know people call trump the first possible twitter president and it's true because no one tweeted and you know completely capitalized that uh, social media market like he does he has done so far which brings me to twitter and i disclaimer i do own shares of twitter why i don't know i I thought it'd be a good acquisition target like many people thought so the price would go up no i didn't get it at the ipo price like 50 dollars or something no no no. it was below 20 dollars, but still and then why am i investing in stock i don't know because i want to diversify my money because everybody every rich people have portfolios outside like the salary is not good enough right you know you got to reach a point where money's got to do the work by its own and then you know it keeps it sustaining blah 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 i'm trying to think long term here that's why so yeah i own stocks of twitter but until I started this podcast, I never used Twitter. I never was on that platform and social media. Like I live off of Snapchat, Instagram, and some Facebook. You know, I f- first of all, Twitter is 
limited at what? It originally started as a text-based service, not, you know, the mobile and web browsing, you know, experience that it originally had. That's why it's 140 characters because the SMS, the legacy texting is at 160 characters in uh, by default. And, you know, it has done great things like, you know, sending out emergency notices or SOS. You know, that was one of the famous cases in 08 when Twitter started picking up. You know, there was a student in Berkeley who was stuck in the, was it uh, some jail in Iran or Egyptian jail or something? And there's like, help, I need a lawyer. And then, you know, people saw it and then it became, went viral very quickly. And then he got out of the country and he got back to the school just in time, you know. And, but at the same time, I I just didn't think it was a good platform. I know journalists and bloggers and media people love it for its brevity and the uh, I don't know what what's a good word like quickness to get the news and the sources and short linking and all that, but I've been using Twitter on based on the show account for about a month, more than a month now, and I just don't feel it and then whatever you know, the preconceived notion I have about Twitter is about the same. It's not the abuse and all that. This, you know, it's like 15 of you listening to this. So it's, it's not like I have a huge following. I'm not following all of my friends and, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, some people might go, oh, you know what? You need to pick the right uh, Twitter handles to follow and then get the right links and read the right news. But, you know, I've been reading news just fine, you know, off of Google News or some of the sources I read, you know. And it's I I just thought Twitter is a platform for brain farts and unhelpful discussion. And it's one of those technologies I feel like it's it's just making it things fast for no good reason. And this obviously led to, you know, huge harass harassment, harassment, harassment and then, you know, trolling and bullying and you know just the abuse handling in general that twitter has terribly done so far for you know especially females and minorities out there you know and then i 140 characters that's i don't think that gets a meaningful conversation going i know some comedian i think it's a great platform for media people to catch news and notices and for comedians you know like bill maher said when he started the twitter i think last year a couple of years ago he said you know what it's actually great that the character limit is at 140 and then it really gives them and other folks to think what to say in such a short form however not everybody you know it's it's a great zinger line it's a great like oh like savage lines you can give you know smart smart ass lines but not everybody can do that and not everyone should do that otherwise you cannot live in a world of one-liners which is the exact problem with trump and and they've done a terrible job monitoring you know, abuses online, which came to a you know some you know freedom of speech and all that. Yeah, that's great. But at the same time, if it if it detracts people like me, discourages people to use and continue using the service, it's not worth it. And some people think it's the ultimate downfall of Twitter. And then I think we're kind of reaching that point. We're we're at the downfall of Twitter, at the end of Twitter. I think I'm just going to close the account because, to be honest, aside from the traffic, like the Department of Transportation watch that we have here for, like, the accidents that occur on highway, hey, there's a delay, there's a delay, and it's like a CC camera. I haven't learned anything on Twitter. I haven't seen anything. I, like, 
all the people are liking things that and retweeting things that they already know or like you know it's just a self-promotion within blah 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 it's 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 that platform i'm not learning anything you know some someone will compile the list of articles like richard deitch does every week you know for sports media topics and non-sports media topics and i'll read the links from there and then read the new yorker or wall street journal whatever blah 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 so i i just don't see the benefit of twitter and then it just kind of reaffirmed my thought and i just didn't think it was a helpful platform and then i think twitter has done a terrible job managing you know unhelpful content that's out there it's a waste of energy it's a waste of bytes and then we're spending our like you know electric grid and all that server power to store those things i don't understand and the funny thing is, you know, Microsoft created this little monster of a, I guess, a robot AI account. Uh, what was the thing called? Uh, Twitter bot, they called it, right? Uh, let's see. Yeah, its name is Tay, T-A-Y. It's an AI chat bot to mimic and converse with users in real time. And, you know, it looks at the hashtags. I'm sure it's like doing its crazy machine learning, deep learning to see what people twitter in general say and then it's it started saying most racist xenophobic ridiculous shit <laughs> and then you know bill burr famously said 83 percent of the internet's just haters and trolls and i i think it just collected whatever that's on there and then this is the living proof and microsoft like apologized and del- you know pretty much deleted all the tweets that this day bot created but you know like there's a lot of trolling and negativity that's on this site and this platform and i'm not saying all negativity should be censored but (laughs) when it throws an n-word from a machine and then you know just say hateful thing to random accounts you know it probably tells you that that's just um, the amount of data and then the sample of data that it can only read from that's what the majority of people are saying on this platform and you know what maybe this is how the machine finally recognizes if it if it gets to a point where the artificial intelligence the machine learning gets to a point where it processes all these things and then realizes that you know what humans are idiots and they're all haters and maybe this is the this is the beginning of the end of humanity and then go you know what humans are just going to kill each other and they're inefficient and this is why look at all the things that i pick up on twitter and google uh, and then like it starts killing all of us when it gets too smart and <laughs> i don't know this and it's not just the uh, you know entertainers and famous tweeters i guess you know that got off of twitter and the machines bots you know investors are staying away from it too um you know there was a there was some rumors going on the last month, especially after you know the professional networking site LinkedIn got acquired by Google, uh, Microsoft at a hundred and ninety-two dollars a share. I think it was like twenty-six point three billion, if I remember right. I had LinkedIn shares. Another story, and I don't have it anymore. I broke even, and I'm regretting it now. Um, <laughs> and then you know the next natural target for this kind of you know social data, and then the you know, real-time, uh, I guess, uh, social data, you know, pretty much the data pool they can get is Twitter after LinkedIn, right? Like, LinkedIn is all professional stuff. Um, but Twitter is more teenagers and whatever random brain farts. 
So the Twitter stock went up, and then you know there's a rumor like who's gonna go get him, who who's gonna acquire him. You know, oh Yahoo's getting acquired by Verizon. You know, Verizon might buy, AT&T might buy, Disney came up. You know, Disney Media they've been going into digital, you know, space for a little bit. Uh, Google after their many failures with Buzz and all that, Apple maybe because a lot of iPhone and iOS users are out there just tweeting away. Um. Facebook, that doesn't look like it, given that they acquired WhatsApp and you know Instagram and Salesforce. Uh, if you don't know, Salesforce is a CRM, one of the uh, big players in the cloud computing market. You know they were looking into acquiring LinkedIn, but they lost out to Microsoft. So they're like, okay, Twitter might be a better solution. And then the report started coming out. You know it reached like twenty four dollars a share, twenty almost twenty five dollars a share. Uh, and then I didn't pay attention because I was in, <laughs> in Austria getting drunk. So, hell, I missed my opportunity there. You know, hope that gives you a hint on my way why I invest and think about things. And I'm regretting it big time now. But, you know, that's life. You know, it's not like I have a huge amount of shares. I don't have that fuck you money. So what are we going to do? But, um, you know, first Google, there was a report that came out that Google's not going to purchase. Then that dropped off the share value significantly and disney there's no why and then nah it's not gonna happen apple looks unlike it looked unlikely anyway and they stepped out so one big player that was left was uh salesforce and then salesforce kind of gave my mark benioff i can't say the ceo's name he kind of said you know why we look at everything carefully and then something we make you know decisions some what did he say something like we we don't acquire things more than you think we acquired them and then it became apparent earlier this week that uh salesforce is not going to make a purchase of twitter and given that i think the valuation right now is what 11 billion dollars 12 billion dollars you know it's a little too much money to uh take on a company where the uh, revenue and then the general you know profit margin is very unclear their models unclear their ceos keep cha- kept changing uh the user growth is not as high as people expected so you know aside from those things one big news that came out was you know what the abuse handling the harassment handling has been so awful that you know it just it it kept the investors away too because whoever takes on this burden this platform has has to address that problem too and then because of the leadership the last eight years that twitter had did such terrible job just letting the freedom of speech run wild and take people off of the platform and then not encourage new users to come in like myself um it it turned off the investors too and then the price tanked the last week is about seven dollars went from i remember it went from like twenty four dollars eighty cents to like sixteen point 80 cents you know like a, like eight dollar drop almost and then it kind of kicked back up but still that's a that's a huge drop especially someone like steve Ballmer, the former ceo of uh microsoft i think he bought after he retired and bought the clippers he bought a huge amount for like i don't know like 30 35 dollars a share 40 dollars a share and then that it's not gonna reach a 30 dollar 40 mark dollar mark ever again maybe it will reach 20 but then the no one's buying it for the value uh value that the price that they set which is that you know just in the market capitalization right now is what 12 billion i guess uh twitter market capital market cap 
let's see so they're at wow 12.15 as of today october 19th 11 p.m pacific time so if linkedin is worth 26 billion dollars and twitter is valued less half than that and it doesn't have any growth or anything I don't know. I guess people are waiting for the price to tank, and then they'll snatch these guys up, you know. And but then I also wonder, like, you know, if you want to go inside baseball about it, like, how how much of Twitter's data really useful if people are just throwing racist and dumb shit over and over? I, you know, Facebook is doing a good job with the video and media, and then the buzz that that's on the Facebook. They did a really great job, and they have a sustainable business. If you want to just talk about a business and technical sense, Twitter doesn't offer anything. You know, they're gonna oh, we're gonna expand from 140 characters, but like, hey, kind of too late now. It's already 2016. We already have website like Medium.com, and like people do podcasts and recording shit. And Facebook's pretty good, you know, with their Facebook pages, Facebook Live videos, and all that effort trending. You know, so I think I, I, I didn't miss out the world because I didn't have Twitter. But aside from that, so that's just complete business technical talk, which I didn't think I was going to get into. Um, so there's that. So Twitter looks really bad right now. And then I think we're at the end of Twitter. In business and technical sense, that happened. But from social perspective, I think the election also showed that, you know, you never go, hey, this is the first Twitter president. It's, it's not a good moniker. You know, like Obama, when he came in, he was a tech-savvy president. And then I guess Facebook and all that trending stuff on there really helped him, you know. And, <clears throat> here, you know, in my opinion, Obama's the first Facebook president, you know, when it started going up in late 2000s. Trump could be the first Twitter president. But the, we've seen bad sides of Twitter more than the good, like the Facebook did early. So... I don't know, and I think, you know, also throwing constant hate and criticism, you know, in 140 characters and emojis at Trump or Hillary or Gary Johnson or whoever, whoever the voters, I think we should look look at ourselves and think what we can do to contribute to society. And then instead of hating on the politician, try to understand what the system is and what each person can do to contribute and you know affect the change and be more informed and you know get out of the bubble a little bit you know yeah i might just because i'm hating on trump am i a diehard liberal like yeah i want things to be more modern and progressive you know but at the same time i do understand why certain people have positions about you know abortion and things or limited government you know, like government shouldn't spend money on, you know, stadium deals and all that as a sports fan. It doesn't make any sense. No one else does that in the world other than the United States subsidizing, you know, or, you know, have reason, have a good sense of where the entitlement programs go, given the baby boomers and all the retirees that we're going to have, you know, at the same time, everybody, people who should pay the right amount of taxes should pay their fair share. You know, companies too. America does have the highest corporate tax, but given the loopholes and all these things that, you know, Trump says Hillary created, forgetting that we have other legislative members the last 15 years, you know, at least, during and then the George Bush, Bush tax cut, and then completely blaming everything on Hillary. Anyways, I'm going off tangent. 
you know, like, because of the loopholes, people don't pay taxes. Like, General Electric, wasn't there an article famously two years ago? They got money back from the government, and then, you know, and then tech companies like Facebook and Apple and Google and Amazon, like, they, I don't know if Amazon does, maybe they do, you know, the set up corporate, uh, they set up their European operation based out of Ireland, and then the tax is easier. That's like, a, Ireland is Delaware of Europe, and then EU is going after Google right now, and Apple, you know, for not paying proper taxes and i think facebook paid 12 million last year 12 million it looks yeah it is a lot given that they only paid like a million or 500,000 or something in previous years so but you know what how much does that company make gazillions billions right and their user base is growing and then they have they bought oculus and all that shit all the vr so you know they should pay their fair share and you know what? If that brings the stock price down, I'm sure it will because the Apple price went down when you said, we're going to fine you a billion dollars. And, you know, it impacts many people's portfolio. But, again, rich people got richer the last eight years. We have this thing called the asset bubble, which Trump is conspiring, you know. Ah, but whatever. So we should look into these things deeper and then try to get involved, you know, look at look at the actual military problems. The veterans affairs instead of just saluting at the fucking football games and shit because just because they're wearing their uniform or just because someone says that person was a veteran you know we should look at more diseases not just the breast cancer and prostate cancer i mean ALS is a great viral effort but it doesn't impact as many you know affect as many people as you know some other diseases do or like look at how gerrymandering goes and how Usually, Republicans try to draw lines in district, in district, you know, districting and all that. Voter rights, you know, voter ID. Why is election day not a holiday in this country? Just discourages poor people from, you know, taking off from work. I know we have early ballots and stuff, but, you know, we should encourage that. We should have prepaid posts and all that stuff more, you know. You know, we should encourage people to vote, not discourage them to vote to not vote you know especially since i can't vote but i advocate for that but at the same time you know look at the budget what are the three branches of the u.s government 38 percent of americans cannot answer that question hmm. stuff like that and i think instead of just complaining i think actions should take precedence and people should stop reading stupid tweets and you know and then actually go out there and read and contribute and listen to other people. I think that's what we should do. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on that too. Especially if you're younger, you're just like very bold and stubborn about your own idea. And, you know, as Donald Trump's candidacy comes to an end, I think that the whole Twitter generation of brain fart and zinger line of communication is coming to an end too. And I think if maybe twitter handle things better it's been it would have been good for their company but also for the society in general and i think that's very sad and given how much you know momentum that platform had and uh but what can you do you can't satisfy everybody but at the same time facebook succeeded snapchat is up and coming whatsapp and instagram succeeded and then they got bought by facebook other platforms are coming up you know are thriving only twitter is struggling and then i think it's an interesting parallel with trump and twitter given the how much you know they you know 
get close together. I I really hope that Twitter bounces well. They still got like 330 million users, you know, um, and they have a great platform and a great following. And then you know it ha- it has good elements, but I don't know. People have been saying this for three four years. Is it too late to save Twitter? I think it is. And then um, it clearly showed from the possible you know suitors who could have bought them have all bailed at this point and i just don't want some you know terrible medium to just take over i don't know maybe it will end up like myspace and fox buys them for like with a news news corporation buys them for 500 million remember remember myspace you know it was a great platform for musicians and all that and facebook came along that was a 500 million dollar venture that fox guys bought and then it got sold for 30 million about seven years later you know it's still up but you know maybe twitter ends up being that but given how much twitter has impacted the political and communication and social media scene uh for close to a decade i i think it's very sad and as a shareholder you know shareholder an engineer and a social watcher i i think it's a travesty and uh, I hope people learn from it instead of just like, you know, keep blaming Twitter. I certainly look at myself too, although I haven't been a Twitter user. So that's it. The talk went a little longer than I thought. But I uh, hope that gives you some insight on Twitter and then so social media in general and then the election. And I don't know. I see them as a correlation at this point. So it was fun, Twitter. But then uh, I'm just going to close my account and then... Uh, you know, I'll follow Twitter through other means. You know, other people share it on blog sites. So, anyways, I uh, hope you have a good week. Uh, oh, Halloween's coming. Dang, I got to think of the costume. All right, I got to figure that out. And it's kind of getting late here. All right. Uh, oh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave review, blah, 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 all that stuff. I'm on Stitcher, Google Play, Twitter. You know, for 10, 15 of you following out there for listening to this go ahead soundcloud leave comments do all that stuff i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna keep doing this anyway all right peace out